2: when the darkness falls it's time to gather round for we witches three are going to make a spell in my cup hand over this fire oh
3: oh and no. once we oh no. yes Oh we, oh, we had a week off, just a nice week, just a nice episode where we talked about things that you can <laughs> actually put spells in. And now we're back. Now, it, now it's back with Justin's uh, cupped hands. You can't put but a spell me- in that. That would, that would m-
2: melt your hands. My hands are b- melting, yes. Oh, my. This was a short-sighted event. <laughs> oh, what a world. What a world.
3: I'm Alex... I'm Justin. I am Pete. And you're listening to the Chilling Podcast of Sabrina, a podcast about the chilling adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. We're going to be talking about Chapter 7, Feast of Feasts. So I hope you grabbed a big old snack because we are going to get into it. But before we do, uh, Justin, welcome back. Turns out you didn't die while touching cursed yeah. objects. Over
0: Halloween.
3: <laughs> I survived. I sur- survived. It was a yeah. time. Uh, for those of you listening to this episode for the first time or jumping in here, uh, Justin had a job writing on a, was it a ghost hunters? It was ghost adventures,
2: which is
3: similar, of- but different. Ah, okay. <laughs> all right. So ghost adventures. And, uh, basically what was it? It was just touching some cursed objects. Uh, well, let me walk you through it. It was the haunted museum live and
2: I was, uh, um, writing all the, uh, the copy for the non Zach Bagan's host for Josh Gates, who was sort of the MC for the night. Um, and yeah, uh, he went in and, uh, touched some random stuff and he was scared at times. There were some, there were some orbs, which Ooh. if you don't know, are little lights that come across the screen. And I, uh,
3: I, I watched, they were, they were scared
2: at, at times.
3: How, so for those, who don't know about television production, usually somebody like you is probably, I imagine going to be in the production truck or uh, away yeah. from the main action. Did you ever get close to the actual cursed objects? Um, I did go into the museum. So
2: why I, uh, would you do
0: that? <laughs>
3: the,
2: the, the big centerpiece of the night was called the Divic box. It's, uh, supposedly the most cursed object in the world. Um, there was a movie called, I think the possession that came the based on the Divic box. Uh, and it is, it has a history that is, the objects were like real scary if you are a real believer in ghosts. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I went in the Dybbuk box, all the other people, production people were scared to go into the room. I went in the room, I got close. Why? Why? Just to see. What um, the fuck, man? This is the object that Post Malone touched and then he, uh, his plane didn't land like a week later. Oh, so God. he truly believes, and he believes in that. So I, uh, I'm like Post Malone without, but I'm not. Oh, Good. Okay. And well, you didn't
0: I, touch the goddamn box, right? Tell me you didn't no, touch it, the box.
2: No, no one really touched Like One guy on the team touched it, but that's it.
0: And, he and dead he's dead now?
2: now. Yeah, he's dead. No, he, he was, had a blast at the after party. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. All, All right. right. And maybe um, that's a curse in itself. I don't know.
3: Yeah. Well, like Post Malone, I you think. you didn't
2: do it. Well, I was very close, Pete. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best to touch you and see what
0: happened. Don't you dare, man. You already (laughs) cursed me, you asshole. How did I curse you? Remember on the last show when you fucking cursed me?
2: (laughs) Did anything happen?
0: (laughs) Yes, I lost my keys. Uh, uh, Somehow, (laughs) three keys to my apartment disappeared off my keychain. My work keys were still there. My apartment keys gone.
2: Pete, do you think I'm a It was
0: on Halloween. The day of <laughs> Halloween, my keys disappeared, you asshole.
2: So are you saying that I cursed you when I was around these cursed objects and I just am fine and I had a great time?
0: Yeah, because you put all the bad juju on me.
3: Wow.
2: Um.
0: Let's get into the episode.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> I got lost in there for a second. Uh, like, post below, and we'll be hovering around this for a little while. But I think ultimately we'll land this episode. So uh, why don't we jump <laughs> into it? Uh, also, just a little caveat here. We are still doing this over a bit of a phone app. So apologies for any drop in audio quality. We just want to jam through these episodes, particularly as Riverdale is going to be back next week. We got to get into Woo-hoo! that. Yeah. uh To recap this for you guys before we get into it, Sabrina Spellman is half witch, half human. She is attending a school called the Academy of the Unseen Arts. Uh There's a couple of other students there, including Prudence, who is the mean girl who doesn't like Sabrina at all. Prudence has two henchmen, Agatha and Dorcas. Uh, who tag along with her at all points. <laughs> they had a bit of a showdown a couple of episodes back uh, when she first went to the Witch Academy, and a very uneasy alliance. But really, Prudence and Sabrina don't particularly like each other that much. Um, the school is overseen by a guy named Father Blackwood, who is very much a traditionalist when it comes to the Church of Night, which worships Satan, uh, which most of the witch characters are part of uh the other witch characters who live with Sabrina are her cousin Ambrose who is trapped in the house for some reason we don't we still don't know exactly what happened with him uh there's also her two aunts Hilda and Zelda Zelda has become the uh, uh midwife for father Blackwood's wife uh who is pregnant uh currently uh she has had a couple of rough pregnancies so Zelda has been helping out here she also seems to have some sort of a complicated back relationship with Father Blackwood. Again, we don't exactly know what's going on with that. Meanwhile, Hilda stepped up to the Church of Night again a couple of episodes back and got excommunicated. So she is no longer allowed in the Church of Night, but is kind of dabbling and doing stuff anyway. Uh, but mostly busy she making dabbled. jam. Yeah. Mostly yeah. busy making yeah. jam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Per Pete's interests going on there. Uh,
2: Pete, the I, don't think you, I don't
3: think you're cursed, Pete. I think you are eating too
2: much jam and you have sugar <laughs> oh, sugar insanity.
0: We both know you fucking cursed me, man. Don't try to fucking get around me. Oh, so I bet you're in the,
2: one of the 50 jam jars you have in your apartment. Yeah. The yeah, only curses going
0: on are your
3: foul language, Pete. So I want you to type <laughs> it out. Just like Uncle <laughs> nice. Jesse, who we don't talk about this episode because he died. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> the other human characters that Sabrina is friends with, she has a friend named Roz who seems to be slowly losing her eyesight. Uh, Roz has a mystical grandmother who we'll talk a little bit more about this episode. Also, yeah, another friend named Susie, uh, who, well, again, we'll get into what's going on with Susie. And she has a boyfriend named Harvey, Harvey has a very complicated relationship with his family. He has an older brother. He has a father who seems like a mean drunk. Um, they all work in the minds together, but Harvey is not like that. He kind of just wants to be a comic book artist. Um, what else? Oh, we should talk about uh, Madam Satan, a.k.a. Mrs. Goldberg. Madam Goldberg. Uh, Madam, she, no, I'm Madam is, Goldberg. Yeah. Oh, you're Madam Goldberg. <laughs> I'm sorry. Madam I'm messing Goldberg. everything up. Sorry. She's Miss Wardwell. So- Yes, Ms. Warrenwell, who is the teacher at school. Uh, she is evil, but has tricked Sabrina into thinking that she is a friendly witch who worked with Sabrina's father. Um, Sabrina's father, by the way, we should mention, used to be the head of the Church of Night before Sabrina's father and mother mysteriously died in a plane crash, very similar to Peter Parker's parents. Um, and I think, I think that's mm. it for now. We can probably get into the episode after that, right?
2: Are you insinuating that there's a connection between Sabrina and Spider-Man? Yeah.
3: Well, Sabrina Spellman, SS, and Peter Parker, PP, very similar characters. Mm-hmm. Also yes, uh, you Sabrina. really nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's similar. <laughs> Detective uh, Zalbin strikes again. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think there's, there's definitely some thematic resonance going on there, I would argue. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> Great. Let's jump into the episode. So this episode is the Feast of Feasts. Uh Harvey and Sabrina are wandering home after a very cute evening together when Sabrina yeah. spies some meat hanging off of her door, which is, uh, has that ever happened to you? Have you ever come home and seen some meat hanging off of your door?
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, I participate in the Feast of Feasts. Oh, you have? I mean, I... I'm not a traditionally, uh, I don't uh, worship Satan, but it's the same way that, like, you know, I don't,
3: uh, always love trees, but I still celebrate Arbor Day.
0: Mm, oh, wow. That's nice of you.
3: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, the Feast of Feast, we should establish what that is. Uh, Sabrina very quickly finds out what's going on from Ambrose and her aunts. Uh, there is an annual event called the Feast of Feast where one witch is selected and then eaten by the rest of the coven. <laughs> Uh, then, yeah, they do this uh,
2: great backstory of uh, Freya, who uh, was a witch wandering in the woods. They were being hunted by townspeople, so they had to stay hidden. The townspeople had killed all the animals, and so one witch just slit her throat, and they ate her, and they were like, let's celebrate that.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, cool. that's, yeah, that's also how Christmas started.
2: Um, yeah, sort of similar tale.
3: Wait, yes. What? Uh, and let's just brush over that and keep going and not uh stay on that at all. Uh let's uh, I have a question. I
0: don't for you remember guys. people eating Santa Claus, and that's the reason we No, do. they
2: didn't They didn't eat Santa Claus, they ate the elves. So you don't see elves anymore.
0: What?
3: Right. Santa Claus they just cut into small chunks and tossed down a chimney, which is where that part of the myth
0: comes from. That is not true. That is Did you not say myth? True. Myth, yes. <laughs> oh,
3: uh I mean Santa Claus is totally real. Nobody tell anybody, but Justin still doesn't know Santa Claus is real. <laughs>
2: I'm thank you for whispering that into a different microphone.
0: Yeah, it's super <laughs> All right. uh I would like to say real quick, like when we get to walk home and Sabrina's having this adorable moment with uh Harvey, I was kind of torn because I'm like, Hey Sabrina, you gonna say anything about the creepy Nick dude that you're cozying up with in your other school wow well i don't so nothing is going on with nick and sabrina she had dreams about him like she had (laughs) dreams and he proposed a hey why don't we have a separate love triangle situation or a separate relationship since you're you know living two lives sure nick did that
3: but Yes, yeah. Sabrina didn't want that or at least didn't uh, acquiesce to that necessarily. So I, I think she's into like, it because the
2: bad boy alarm is going off and she hears it. and We're all pushing for it. We're
0: not all pushing for it. We're oh, all no? pushing for her to uh come clean and be like, hey, Harvey, just, so you know, there's this fucking bad boy dude who keeps like trying to get with me. Just a little heads up on that.
2: I ship Scratchman and I'm not shy about it.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think what she's doing is reasonable, or at least it's completely normal human behavior, because technically she hasn't done anything wrong. Whenever Nick Scratch has been like, hey, let's get it on, she hasn't even answered him. Certainly yeah. you can see the wheels turning in her head and there is yeah. interest coming from her, but that that's what people do sometimes, right? Like you think about these things, but you're like, Oh, I haven't done anything wrong, so I don't need to say anything necessarily. Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: You. When you're in the love, love track. Again, like
3: from the perspective of her character, I I think it makes sense, right? Yeah, because, I think so. Okay. Um a, uh, one question I did have for here. you guys. Oh, I, I just had a quick question about the feast of feast thing. Great. So Sabrina knows nothing about this. And this is something we've talked about in the podcast a bit. Why do you think that is? Did they keep her entirely separate from which society for all of these years? Did they not teach her this stuff? Why didn't she pick up any of this if it was something that happens regularly?
0: Because if you you can't just tell somebody like, yeah, we're into this thing where we eat fucking people like that's like a you don't reveal that till the last minute. That's a big fucking thing. (laughs) You don't want to get somebody, like, not to, you know... I mean, that's the last thing you tell somebody. Oh, by the way, yes, we're a witch. We have powers. We can do these things. Also, we eat people.
3: Right, but she knows spells. She's aware of witch society. She's lived with Zelda and Ambrose and Hilda her entire life. I can understand that she was moving into a different realm and joining the Church of Night at her 16th birthday, but it feels like she would have noticed if some of the people that zelda and hilda were hanging out with disappeared every year because they were eaten or that there previously here's, was me talking on their door you know <laughs> yeah
2: here's my
0: theory um i think
2: when yeah i sabrina's guess but i feel died, like that's
0: something they would have purposely not shared
2: uh my theory is that um when sabrina's parents died the spellmans removed themselves from witch society because uh they were genuinely scared. I think Zelda and Hilda know that her parents actually died under weird circumstances. So I think they were fearful for Sabrina's life and uh, and stayed away, which Hilda liked because she's never really bought into the darker side of the Church of Night. And Zelda has been just fiending for her Church of Night stuff for so long. And that's why she was so excited to get Sabrina back in the fold on her 16th birthday.
3: Hmm. I, I think that can make sense. Uh I think also, unless I was misinterpreting it, the whole meat thing was because they are, what was it called? The assistants, the, the helpers for, they were the hosts, I guess, for the Feast of Feast. So maybe this right. is the first, uh, excuse me, this is the first time that particular thing has happened. So that's why Sabrina wasn't like, oh, this meat again, this meat knocker. Come on. Yeah, they definitely said that the meat only uh, happens
2: to different families sort of randomly. Mm. So It's not like every day you get a meat. Sometimes it's a side dish. Sometimes a dessert. Right. Uh, Sometimes like a
3: corn. Yeah. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Pete, you had a question though. There was something you wanted to point out about this scene if I remember correctly.
0: Well, I just uh, it was weird how Harvey had no uh, problems with so quickly being brushed aside. You know what I mean? Like they were having this nice moment between the two of them. She saw the meat on the door and was like, you should go, get out of here, run for your life. Um, You know, which is very protective. And I like that, that Sabrina's, uh, you know, because she doesn't know what the reason for the flesh on her door, like she might think it's danger. So she's trying to protect him, Uh which I appreciate it. Huh. But at some point, Harvey's got to be like, Hey, it seems like, you know, uh, you're keeping me in the dark here about a bunch of stuff. But Harvey's like a puppy,
2: and when you don't want to play fetch anymore, you, got, you fake throw the tennis ball, and he runs after it.
3: Okay. Yeah, I think if that's you, fair. If he's, you believe... <laughs> Who's I mean, that he's fair uh, uh, um, yeah. No, no, no. No, I'm saying, like, I think... Harvey is a uh, simple bay, is essentially what it is. He is. Oh, look at Alex! <laughs> yeah. What the? F- okay. I'm just got you. I'm on Urban Dictionary right now, looking up a couple of terms. Uh, hey, he's pretty. I think
2: that's just the place that you want to be, Alex, and it's going to really uh, add a lot to your book, bookend.
3: <laughs> I think so too. Uh, do you want to walk us through the rest of the episode, Justin?
2: Uh, sure. So, uh, well, uh, one a uh, little fact I thought was really fun was uh, Zelda's a huge football fan. I thought that was a yeah, fun Yeah, that was aside. awesome. Yeah,
0: that was the, cool.
2: She just loves uh dudes wrecking dudes. Um well, she, obviously. She
0: said any contact sport, which I was like, man, I love Zelda more and more each
2: episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh the cannibal moment, um I uh is that a riverdale why? easter egg are, are these yeah, ghoulies? Like, are, why? They, are the witches ghoulies?
0: Yeah, what what is with cannibalism, and who said, like, cannibalism is so hot right now, let's get it in the two teen drama shows. <laughs> well, okay, to
3: be fair.
2: Can I watch a though... show
0: where someone doesn't eat another person? What the fuck? No,
3: that's... Sorry, man,
2: it's popular. Alex is looking yeah. up on Urban Dictionary right now.
0: Yeah,
3: I'm actually literally eating a person right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> what
2: the... It's breakfast time. When you were brunching, sometimes
3: you're noshing on a dude. Uh, to be fair, over on Riverdale, even though they've called the ghoulies cannibals, uh, we haven't seen them eat people. Here, we actually yeah. get to see them eat people. And that was already teased in the previous episode, in the Dreams in a Witch House episode, where Zelda, yeah. granted it was in a dream, she cooks that little kid to serve to the Dark Lord. So, Yeah, they warmed us back up on that, to
0: this idea. They kind of were like, yeah. hey, just so you know, a little cannibalism is coming, so we're going to try to slowly work that in for you.
2: Yeah, she does it yeah, pretty casually. Plot. It's not its not like, oh, it's weird I'm cooking a human. It's like, oh, this is just another uh, Sunday night. Yeah.
3: But that's also that's part of witch lore, right? When you think about Hansel and Gretel and other things like that, you understand that witches eat people. It's definitely weird to see our main characters be so casual about it. Particularly because yep. we've lived with them for so long but and it's not necessarily a fairy tale, but the aesthetic of the show is very much dark fairy tale, so it it it's a turn in this episode, but it doesn't feel like that big of a turn to me,
2: but do you think at some point we will see uh these characters we like just straight up eating someone's face
0: uh, i <laughs> for For the record, I thought it was a big turn, and I was like, you know, I was like, oh, man, this is great. You know, this is kind of a cool way we're showing witches. You know, I I was really on board with it, but the cannibalism was a hard no for me. Really? So did you, uh, were you turned off of this episode? Were you not into this episode? Yes. Yeah, I I was a little disappointed that we were, like, eating people.
3: Hmm. Did you huh. get hungry at any point during the episode? I know you like to snack no.
0: while you're watching TV. Yeah, no, I couldn't eat anything, which was very. <laughs> but upsetting. afterwards, it took me a while to get over that, so I could then eat. What was the next thing you um, ate man. after
3: you watched this episode?
0: Um, pirate booty.
3: <laughs> okay, wow, <laughs>
2: wow,
0: you really are a child. <laughs> Why am I a child? <laughs> but- because you got bags of pirate booty sitting around your house. And that's a I think that's an adult less calorie version of a better snack. Of candy. No, of uh you know, cheese puffs.
3: Cheese puffs. I'm
2: yeah. trying to be yeah, more you know adult why...
0: and eat the smarter version of cheese puffs. But you know why they call it pirate booty, right, Pete? Because, uh, yeah, pirates used to call booty treasure back in the day.
3: No, no it's literally, Pete, it's made it's made out of pirates' butts. No, yeah, that's it's not pirate true. Pirate butt. No. Yeah, it's pirate butt. No, that's not true. Why would
2: they it's, name Cheese Puffs pirate booty? It doesn't make sense unless it's made out of pirate <laughs> ass.
0: Because <laughs> it's booty meaning a treasure. And no, Pete. The, Pete,
2: no. don't
0: be so naive. When no.
2: was the last time you saw a pirate, let alone that pirate's ass? Uh, not too long ago, actually. Um, oh, yeah, interesting. Now you know what you're what you're noshing on?
3: I uh, don't believe. Great. It. So should we move on to the lottery part of it, or Wait, uh, so, yeah. so You want to? <laughs> I think we should. We're gonna find
2: something that Pete's eating that is human. I swear. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, well, no. We there are some. Well, we we touch all of uh, Sabrina's human friends here before we get to the lottery. Um, Harvey's got a grandfather that is a straight up maniac. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah.
0: well that was a clear that was very obvious like we are going to be in the woods at the same time sabrina is going to be in the woods like they worked really well, hard well, to well,
3: make well, that clear. Hold on. We'll, we'll get there in a second uh, i do want to talk about one thing that i love about the guy that they got uh it's michael hogan who plays his crazy grandfather uh he yeah. was uh colonel ty on Bar- Battlestar galactica and last episode we or yeah, last episode we met Gata, uh from Battlestar Galactica cameoed oh, as wow. the guy who owns Cerebus Books. I love that. I want that every episode somebody
0: from Battlestar Galactica kind of just shows up in a crazy role. That would be delightful. That is a great – that's a great kind of like nerd Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah, well,
2: and I haven't – I watched Battlestar years ago at this point. So seeing them again is like an old friend you haven't bumped into in a while. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I love it.
3: Uh So, yeah, we meet the crazy grandfather. Uh, it is really interesting that Harvey came out of this family where his brother seems cool, but everybody else yeah. is very, very much like stereotypical mining, hunting family. Um
2: well, well, that's not fair. These people are they act insane all the time. Harvey's dad <laughs> comes in and is like, rah, <laughs> you are a <the> monster <laughs> than anyone. You're going to work the in the mine." The grandfather's like, "Hey, let's go in the woods and probably kill someone," yeah. <laughs> while he's polishing his gun. But yeah, well, one of the wild. things.
3: I mean, this is jumping ahead, but uh, and we kind of knew this already, but it's dealt with more this episode. Harvey's family is in a long line of witch hunters, and I think that's yeah, where yeah. that characteristic comes from. Is when you think about witch hunters, you think about these maniacs in Salem, these insane men who were just fervent in their religiosity and grabbing witches, having no, no barrier to the whatever these women say, they're witches, whatever they do, they're witches, we're going to kill them, we're going to kill them, we're going to kill them, just this, this, this focus on murdering and taking care of witches. And I think they don't know that witches still exist, but I think that characteristic has seeded down through the bloodline is what I took away from that.
0: Also, yeah, he, I think so. There was a weird moment where Harvey was like, "Hey, creepy grandpa, whatever happened to the hill people?" And Grandpa was like, "You'll find out tomorrow." I was like, <laughs> "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah,
2: definitely pointing toward a very particular end. Um yes. we uh, meet, we find out that Susie uh, has an ancestor who uh who she identifies with, who also uh, dressed in men's clothes, as her father yeah. says. Um, yeah, which was got- fun.
0: We got like a uh, weird, like she had a—I don't know if it was a psychic link or a dream—where she actually we got actually got to see her. uh, Yeah, later in the end. Yeah. And and then Roz,
3: Roz, she interacts with her grandmother, uh, and we find out that yes, she has the cunning, which gives her visions, which gives her psychic abilities, and that's something that everybody in her family develops around Roz's age. And it may or may not be tied to her vision, like literal vision loss. Um, here's something that I thought was really interesting about this. And we talked about this on earlier podcast. The idea that Supernatural shows always err towards eventually bringing everybody into the loop and giving them all their own powers and own thing. And yeah. that very gently happened with Harvey having seen a demon down in the Bynes. And then this episode, mm-hmm. it just ramped up exponentially for me. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. It's
2: like Buffy syndrome where it's like, ah, let's give a, she's
3: psychic now. Yeah. Yeah, She's psychic. Uh, Susie is seeing something in her visions. Harvey is very into minds and is a witch hunter. So nobody's normal exactly anymore. We don't have any normal characters as of this episode.
0: Yeah. And it's also like, you know, it's kind of nice to know, like, oh, I'm going blind, but I'm going to be getting a superpower. It's a little less (laughs) of a blow, you know?
3: Yeah, it's a great trade-off. Would you do that? Would you trade off uh, your vision for visions?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, that's a
3: harder thing for me to answer because
2: I have, like, such good vision. (laughs) You're a fucking asshole. (laughs) For you guys to make sense since you already have glasses. It's going anyway.
0: (laughs) It's not going.
2: (laughs) Okay, take your glasses off then. uh, yeah, That's all right, okay. Well, I mentioned this on an
3: earlier on an earlier episode of this podcast, but last time I went to the eye doctor, they told me my eyes were actually getting better and that I might not need glasses anymore. As an interesting yeah. side effect, my psychic visions have gone down recently. Uh, oh man.
2: Uh, sorry, trade-off.
0: Alex. So, oh, Hey, buddy. by
2: the way, Alex, could you tell us some of the future? You never tell uh, us.
0: Well, um, you can't. I mean, he's losing his powers. Uh, it's a, yeah, yeah.
3: I, I don't want to, I don't want to tease too much, but I, I'm getting a vision that by the end of the episode, we're going to somehow trick Pete into saying he ate a person. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, we'll see. That, we'll really, see. a lot of things just click for me because like, you've been talking more about like watching sports and like, Oh, I'm thinking about going to the Barclays center, check out a hockey game. Like as your vision <laughs> gets better, you're becoming less and less of a nerd. I mean, it's. It's kind of re- crazy to wow. see that in reverse a little bit. Hmm.
3: Tragic. Yeah, yeah. My my muscles are getting big, and I've yeah. grown an extra foot, which is very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> an extra foot. Yes. Oh, and yeah. honestly, the oh, way oh, you're, let, let me clarify an lot. extra foot taller. I haven't grown a third
0: oh, oh, <laughs> oh. Okay. 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 Right. Yeah, that's, there's a big difference. That makes. There. Me, yeah. That's a yeah. That, <laughs> that was a big reveal for a second. There. How did I not notice that?
2: Also, I like the idea that you think you think athletes just have more body parts. That's why they're so. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, Alex, the way you're dropping terms like "simple bay," you are definitely <laughs> losing your nerd. <laughs> you know it, bro. You're becoming so hip, yeah, you, <laughs> you know, know it, bro. <laughs> uh, All there right. Go. Anyways, uh, so back on the episode. um we, uh, Prudence is the tribute from her house. Uh, that's, uh, she's very excited about entering the, potentially becoming the queen and being eaten by her friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Nick. He's a conscientious conscientious objector to the, uh, the feast because he is yeah. such a bad boy. He's straight up being a bad boy right in front no, of our I eyes. I think he's,
0: seven. I think he's doing that for Sabrina. He sees Sabrina's not into it and then he makes that choice. No, that's not how bad boys work, Pete. Bad boys make choices, bad choices, but for good reason. No, no. I think he loves the fact that Sabrina's a little into him, and he's fucking playing that up.
2: Uh, I mean, he definitely loves it.
0: I don't know. I, me, I, I
3: That scene made me like him a lot more. It made, oh, made don't me you feel, get on
0: that bad boy train. Come on. Oh, I'm, I'm
3: way on the back of his motorcycle already. <laughs> I, but this made me feel like... It made me feel like he is on the side of the good guys. I felt like his alliances were a little murky the past couple of episodes, but this one, the way that the actor is playing it, it just feels more earnest and it makes it feel like he is a little more modern. You know, the, the, what Sabrina is doing and particularly where Zelda and Hilda are by the end of the episode, both of them, uh, they, They are on the side of the good witches, I think, and everybody else is sort of the bad witches. And I would put Nick Scratch, even though he is the bad boy, he, to me, feels more on the side of good than bad, particularly based on that conversation. Yeah.
0: So let me get this straight. Both of you guys don't want Sabrina and Harvey. You both want Sabrina and Nick. Spell
3: all day, every day.
0: Yeah. I I got to say –
3: I'm more <laughs> spellman. <laughs> I ship Sabrina's last name. <laughs> That's my main ship. Uh yeah, I don't know. I'm more into Scratchman than Kinky Man, I think. Fuck that.
0: You guys are the worst, man. You guys I'm are the sorry, worst. Um, so
2: so so moving forward, so, Sabrina um uh, they have the ceremony. Sabrina uh in a sort of bad girl move takes Zelda's place. Uh,
3: they burn the papers and Prudence is the queen. Uh, now, I was a little is... confused by this because it looked to me like Sabrina and Prudence's papers burned the same way. Was I missing something? Well, they kind of did
0: that. They did that on purpose. They wanted you for a couple seconds to think that Sabrina got chosen. It was kind of the way they shot it.
3: Mm hmm. So what, so, what was the I difference like though? Because. Because what no, eventually the, ends up happening is Prudence becomes the tribute, and Sabrina is her handmaiden. But
0: how did they determine that? Because of the smoke coloring, they both got smoke, yeah. but mm. one was white and one was uh, dark. Sabrina's oh, okay. was maroon,
2: uh, maroon smoke, which uh, matches the robes from the TV show Hand, *Handmaid's Tale*. I thought that was maybe mm. a connection. Okay, uh, and yeah, that's and a Prudence's reach, bro. That like, is a reach. It was the color. It was the same color as the robes. It was like a
0: maroon, a deep maroon. Yeah, just because... Mm, maybe. Oh, yeah, all right. I mean, I mean, it could buy be. that, Pete. No, it's, <laughs> it's just like, oh, colors match.
2: This, well, I don't know. If you're making a choice of what color smoke should be, and you're like, hey, she's the Handmaid," make it maroon like the handmade color. Oh, okay. So you don't see the threads is. that connect society. Well, it's hard uh, after, after the color colorblind. Oh. You're colorblind, too? Holy shit, you must be almost psychic now.
3: <laughs> Wait, what's, what's your vision, Pete? What's your
0: vision? Uh, I No, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. Say Ooh, it. A dark vision say from Pete LePage. No way, man. Justin's a family. I don't want to put that out there. Wow, man. Jeez. Uh,
3: that probably is very dark. <laughs> um. So, uh, Prudence, though, shows up at the Spellman house, uh, for Handmaiden, uh, and basically they have a bunch of scenes in a row where Sabrina's like, maybe you don't want to be eaten. And Prudence is like, I think I do want to be eaten. Um, yeah, yeah. that
0: goes thought, on for a while,
3: right? But I thought this was really interesting in a, in a way that a made prudence more likable overall. And I think that was a lot of the goal of the episode was to develop and no pun intended flesh out her character. But I also think Hmm. Sabrina's approach to me seems wrong that Sabrina is like, what if there's nothing after this when they've literally seen the devil? Like I know they, they haven't exactly seen the devil, but they've seen a portal to hell open up. They know that demons exist so there's something that happens. There's clearly something supernatural. So for Sabrina to say, you know, what if there's nothing after you die seemed incorrect to me of the realm of this world.
0: No, I kind of like the fact that, I mean, cause you, yes, there just, there is demons. There are these other things, but that doesn't mean that after you die, there's more. Uh, it definitely, I kind of like the stance they were both taking. Because it became a bigger thing as the episode went on, you know. And yeah, mm -hmm. I thought
2: it was a a great conversation about faith in general in the middle of exactly yeah in the middle of a buttermilk bat.
0: And then oh, I I didn't think it was During the hunting,
3: yeah, yeah. Sorry, just to be clear, I didn't think it was bad at all. I think, if anything, what it indicated to me was that Sabrina is maybe incorrect some of the time. And certainly I fell more on the side in the real world. Uh, I don't necessarily think there's an afterlife, but in the world of Sabrina, I'm much more inclined to think there is an afterlife. And in fact, prudence is probably more correct that after you are eaten, you do get to be with the dark Lord, given everything that the show is set up.
2: Well, I don't think so. Like as we, uh, learn in this episode, like, Sabrina doesn't trust the church of night. And in this, she's actually right that this, yeah. this feast is, is used as a tool to a comfort, uh, carry out someone's yeah. revenge. Yeah. Yeah. So like in that way, she, she believes the sort of magical things that are happening around her, but she doesn't have faith in the people who are in charge, which I think yeah. is a nice lesson. It's like, no matter what your belief system is or what evidence you find for whatever you're believing in, always think for yourself and do what's right by you rather than just trusting. An institution like uh, like the Church of Night.
0: Yeah. And and that's kind of Prudus's point when she's like, just be you're just because you have beliefs and I have belief doesn't mean your beliefs are right. And my beliefs are wrong. You know, what I mean? it was like it's a it's a cool conversation that they're having in the middle of all this insanity.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh And I also like the scene that followed it up where Prudence got to go to Baxter high and meet everybody. That seemed like a dumb move on Sabrina's part, given that she's trying to keep yeah. her rich life and her human life separate, but it was very enjoyable to see Prudence mixing it up with Harvey and Roz and Susie.
0: Oh, she went at Harvey. That was, she had Prudence had to be dragged out of that room. That was pretty fu- fucking cool, but we're skipping over the fucking orgy scene here. Yeah, Alex is always that, trying to skip the orgy. Um, Not that this time, Alex. Is, You're part of this. You're part of this orgy. That we got uh, a little bad boy, Nick, who's willing to leave an orgy so he can get with Sabrina. What a chivalrous guy. That,
2: that's the most romantic gesture I've ever seen on
0: television.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, uh, Ambrose right in the middle of that, going all oh, up yeah. on Prudence's neck. So that was interesting. Um, yeah, yes, that's an orgy scene. I, again, like, I liked Nick Scratch a lot in that moment. I know we're joking about it, but he clearly has actual feelings for Sabrina, which I think is cool. Yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah. I Um, just um, thought it
0: proved how creepy he was.
3: No, that's exactly not what you're supposed to take away from that
2: scene. Well, that's, that's what I took away from it. Pete, in so many romantic comedies, the characters are leaving orgies. Just off camera. Name Do one. the right thing. Um, let's see. Love Actually. The dude with nope. the signs. He was let was at an orgy and he left to go hold those signs up for her. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that did ended Grimes, up right? in Rick Grimes. Yeah, he ended up being in The Walking Dead.
0: Uh, uh, I don't character. remember him leaving an orgy to hold up signs. Yeah, you you seen the movie when Harry met the-
3: Sally, right? When Harry met Sally. Yeah. 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 Well, the whole idea of that movie is can men and women be friends after the man left an orgy to tell the woman that she loves <laughs> him? That's on the post. Yeah. And remember the, like, that's literally remember the, the famous
0: scene. That was just a New Year's she, party. It was a
2: New Year's party. It wasn't an orgy. No, it was an orgy. I'll have what she's having. One orgy, please. That's the whole line. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and you um, seen the so, you've seen the movie 10 things I hate about leaving an orgy to go tell that I love <laughs>
2: Yeah, they shorten a lot of these titles. It's just the yeah. weird Hollywood Yeah. Right for,
3: right? Yeah, for, uh, uh, don't tell me about Hollywood.
2: <laughs> oh boy. Um so moving on, we have um uh, Miss Wardwell, Sabrina and Prudence are hanging, uh, let's not be caddy bitches, uh she says, which is weird <laughs> for a teacher to say. Yeah. Uh, And and they decide that they're going to journey into the woods to meet a queen who backed out of the feast and was exiled because of it, Uh, which is a fun uh, journey. The the Valley of the Moon. Moon Valley, um, yeah. With uh, Miss Wardwell, Sabrina and the Weird Sisters. They find this uh, witch with a a Harry Potter-esque eye. Yeah, yeah, the old
0: eye patch.
3: Yeah. Um, what, and then what did I mean, you the, think little... about that? Because that seemed like I enjoyed it, but it definitely seemed cartoony, particularly compared to the picture of witches that they've done for everything else in the show. Do you feel like it, it matched the tone of, or do you feel?
0: No, it kind of looked like they stumbled across a shittier TV show. <laughs> so <I> look, at, <laughs> look at the production value of this. <laughs> you know, this is the difference between a high school musical and what we're doing. Yeah, it was a little
2: weird. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I, I didn't mind it. I mean, it, I think they were trying to say she's on the fringes. So she, like, it's like when you have a, a relative that just you don't see very often. And when you see him, you're like, whoa, you need to be around people <laughs> more
3: often. <laughs> well, in that way, it's very got. much uh, the Thanksgiving episode. So it fits it. there.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the weird ant so, but we do get a, a sad uh story about how she was very excited to become the queen, and then she was being used like assaulted by the high the high priest of the time, and that's why she backed out of it, which I think uh goes a little, went a long way to prove that um, you can't trust uh people in these institutions, particularly yeah. men.
3: Well, I think there's that, but there's also the underlying or overlaying, I guess, theme that we've been talking about this entire series is the patriarchy versus the matriarchy. And yeah, yeah. the fact that, as we find out later in the episode, Father Blackwood is also abusing his power in a very real way. This guy, before Sabrina's father, was abusing his power. And Sabrina's father seems like the only good leader of the Church of Night, which I do wonder if I think we'll loop around to what actually happened to her parents um, because it certainly seems like, yeah, it certainly seems like he was trying to make the church of night better. And then something happened to him because of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, We have the, uh, the Kinkle manor in the woods as well um, on a murder trip, uh, very aggressively hunting. Um, They shoot a deer that turns out to be a familiar um, well, at least and, that
0: I was happy about because it kind of made it seem like they were going to go murder somebody in the woods. So I was happy that they were actually hunting and they shot something that looked like a deer to them. Once we got up close, we realized it was familiar. So I'm glad it wasn't like it, they were accidentally killing a familiar. They weren't like hunting familiars or witches, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's weird to start a witch hunt. Um, just if you're a person in the world and you are always saying witch hunt, like that's a little weird, especially in a leadership position.
3: Now I like um, the follow-up to the scene a lot because the uh the witches decide to protect the familiar. They don't want the witch hunters to find out about it, so they create yeah. a circle that hides them with a spell and the Kinkle men are all their guns literally in their face not knowing they're there. That was really well staged that scene, I thought, in particular. Yeah, I liked agreed. it a lot.
0: It was, the tension was, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say the tension was really, really well done. And it was, uh, I was definitely yelling uh, because they specifically said, whatever you do, don't move. And then a couple of witches were like moving. and I was like, knock it off. You're going to reveal yourselves. Uh, So it was, the tension was fantastic.
3: I think they specifically said, don't speak, like don't make a sound. Um, I think they were allowed to move. But if they made a sound, they they were visually hidden, but not auditorially hidden. That was what I got from it.
2: Um, yeah, I like this idea that uh, that Prudence comes back to uh, Sabrina with after their faith conversation, like you don't trust my faith yet. You are a hundred percent convinced that Harvey's not a killer when he's in this party that just shot this uh, creature that we that we're close with that we're friends with. And I thought that was such a nice comeback to the faith conversation, uh, yeah. connecting religious faith with love and being like, how do you not believe in this one thing, but you believe in this other thing that is the same feeling? It's just more personal to you.
3: Yeah. Now, what do you think, given that Miss Wardwell brings this up and takes them into the woods and this is her part in the episode, what is her goal here at with this episode in particular, because we know she's trying to usher Sabrina to a place where she is going to sign the dark Lord's book and embrace the dark Lord. Um, but if anything, this seems to be making her question the priorities of the church of night more.
0: I think she's just trying to, in in this episode, uh, not beyond Sabrina's radar of like, maybe this person's sketchy. She's trying to prove that she's, a reliable friend that can be trusted.
2: And I also think she's uh, putting Sabrina and Prudence together um, and making them closer friends, I think helps her get her closer to the the church of night.
0: Mm. Yeah. Having uh, a nerdy kid hang out with a cool kid, you know, like that's, that's an automatic in.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's, what's happening with you and me, right, Pete? Like you're just hanging out with me and just becoming cooler (laughs) by association. Yeah,
0: exactly. Hey, real
2: quick, guys, who's the cool one in that situation? I just want to know for so I know what's going on. We'll
3: reveal it next podcast.
2: Oh, great. That's gonna be a fun reveal. <laughs> um so uh we get into sort of the meat of the episode, the human meat, which we're all oh, boy. Uh Lady Blackwood is freaking out. Uh she they talk about uh Father Blackwood and his uh lineage if he had
0: Wait, real quick, before that happens, uh, you know, Madam Satan eats a delivery guy.
3: Can we – well, so we got to talk about that scene because that's arguably the biggest scene in the episode uh, is she orders a pizza. Everybody's fasting because it's the feast of feasts. They're waiting to eat Prudence. Delivery guy shows up uh, with Persephone's pizza. He doesn't say anything, but she says, ooh, I'm famished. That pizza looks really heavy. Why don't you come inside? Now, that delivery guy is Ben Button from Riverdale. Yeah. R- really? Yeah. Oh, shit. So so for those of you who don't watch Riverdale, to give you the rundown, uh, Ben Button is a background character on Riverdale. He showed up in many, many creepy situations various times. Uh, but spoiler for Riverdale, a couple of weeks back in the second episode of season three, he died. He jumped out of a window and killed himself. And then he showed up here as a delivery boy for Persephone pizza, Persephone's pizza, uh, and presumably died again by getting by bad of Satan. Um, so that, what do you think is going on? I have a couple of theories in terms of how this matches up or not, but I'm curious to hear from you guys.
2: Uh well right off the the from the jump I think uh maybe Greendale is Riverdale's hell and mm. Ben oh. Button uh is is ha, is sliding down the scale from uh Riverdale to Greendale. I mean Persephone, oh, so if you the,
0: die in Riverdale, you you get a second chance in uh, uh Greendale is what you're saying? Yeah. Um wow. and Persephone, uh the myth of that is takes place in hell and
2: uh someone uh Orpheus, I think, uh, tries to come and rescue Persephone.
3: Do, is that correct? I don't remember. Um, um, from the, uh, from hell. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're mixing up two myths there. But Persephone, Persephone is how we get spring and how we get seasons. She ends up going down to hell. She marries Hades, but she's told not to eat anything. But she ends up eating, I believe, eight pomegranate seeds, which is why yeah she spends uh, eight months down there, which is why we have winter and fall. And then she is able to come back to earth for the rest, which is why we have spring and summer. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, it does have to do with food. It does have to do with uh, hell as well. Um, just to give you like, for those, again, for those of you who don't watch Riverdale to give you a rundown of the timeline. So the first episode of the season of Riverdale takes place over a labor day weekend. Uh, and then the second episode is right after that. So very beginning of the school year in September, this episode, Feast Feast, takes place in Thanksgiving. So even if you thought, well, you know, maybe they're around the same time, that doesn't quite work. So I think to your point, Justin, this potential underworld theory makes a lot of sense just towards the timeline of the show. Something I've also mm. seen people argue is that maybe the shows actually line up by seasons. So we don't see Ben get eaten by Madame Satan in this episode. It's certainly strongly implied, but we don't see her wiping blood off of her lips or anything like that. So it's possible that the first season of Sabrina and the first season of Riverdale are concurrent. So this is Ben back before he died on season three of Riverdale.
0: Also, maybe she just has sex with him. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Possibly. I mean, Uh, I'm pretty sure she's eating that dude or at least then we've established
3: he was uh, boning Mrs. Grundy after Mrs. Grundy boned uh, Archie so he's, he's sexually active, you guys. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for pointing <laughs> no that out. No hey, and once again, Alex, another very cool way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'll throw one other theory out at you guys. This is my big theory that I believe pretty strongly right now about this Ben Button thing. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and the reason I say it doesn't matter is because what? of the f- – I know, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, In the first episode of the show, Sabrina is walking along with a mug with the Archies on it. So Mm. like an old school Archies. So like the Archie comics exists as characters in Sabrina, even though Sabrina comes out of the Archie comics. So I think it's, it's more along the idea of if a Sabrina character showed up on Riverdale I don't think they'd be like, here's a specific thing that happened to me in a specific episode, but they could show up there in the same way that Ben Button showed up, but it doesn't exactly match up to the Riverdale timeline. I think it's more along the lines of like, well, these are comics. These maybe there's not really an Archie multiverse that we're going to set up or anything like that. It's more these are Easter eggs. They can happen. They can't be there. But as long as people don't make specific reverence, like Ben Button didn't walk in and be like, "Woo, just came from that Black Hood guy. Now I'm here. Uh, it's all uh, that would okay. have been that cool. Was, yeah, that, that was, was, cool. was uh, last
2: episode with Luke. The character Luke was reading an Archie comic as well.
3: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's more just Easter eggs and shout outs. And I don't think it invalidates anything because kind of anything goes on both of these shows.
2: Yeah. Uh, so moving on, we have a dinner, big dinner with the Blackwoods, um, uh, to, uh, confront this situation. Uh, Sabrina has a theory, um, that, uh, Lady Blackwood is trying to get, uh, get Prudence killed because she suspects that, uh, she, Prudence is the, the daughter of Father Blackwood and she doesn't want, um, another kid running around so she can protect her twins that she's having so that they may, uh, succeed him in the lineage. Um, and, uh, so she, Sabrina Magic has dessert aunt, time has aunt Hilda bake a cake, which will yeah, make it way the truth. Uh,
3: Not to interrupt, but Sabrina put that together real quick. Yeah. I bet they have truth cake for dinner once or twice a week. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying the cake. I'm saying she figured out the, uh, prudence was secretly father Blackwood's daughter thing very quickly. I feel like she
0: made a very big logical leap there to figure that out. Well, I mean, she was trying to make sense of something and kind of made a, I think, a logical leap to conclusion. Uh, yeah, it could have not been true at all, but I feel like she took a gamble and it was correct.
2: Yeah, yeah. it definitely reinforced her theory. Uh, and Maybe that's why she believed it so quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have the, uh, she, Lady Blackwood admits everything. Blackwood is pissed. There's a great shot of Ambrose's,
0: like, this is awkward face in that yeah. uh, scene. <laughs> I thought it was really good. Um, I Blackwood thought that was mitt. really fun. The whole honest cake and everybody being honest around dinner table. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Very good. We
3: should have an honest
0: cake next time we eat. I
3: think it'd oh, be I fun. I would love that. Uh, I'll tell you yeah. my favorite moment in the honest cake sequence is after they establish that Prudence is in fact uh father Blackwood's illegitimate daughter. They find out that Prudence's mother died by throwing herself into the river uh, because Father Blackwood would not uh, recognize her as the mother of his child, uh, and then Agatha and Dorcas say, "What about us? Are we also your daughters?" And he's like, "No, you're our orphans." And they just they yeah. cut back to them, and they're so sad, and
2: I felt so There's, bad. the very, it was very funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Prudence gets to retain her. Uh, her queen position, but they're not going to. Uh, Father Blackwood says, okay, no one's going to kill themselves for the feast. They go to the ceremony, and this one random lady who is big into the Feast of Feasts steps and up. She is cuts so her throat.
0: hungry. She's starving.
2: Yeah. yeah. She's, That's she's M- like, Mildred. I need
0: to eat somebody.
2: Classic Mildred. Uh, she slits her throat, and then they all just right then dive in. I thought they cooked the witch they were feasting on, but apparently not. Yeah, you would they like just, to think. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, cannibalism is fine as long as you're not eating it raw. There's Uh, think of the foodborne uh, 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 illness, the foodborne illness, just give it, you know, medium rare.
3: Yeah. Pete, it's really interesting actually that you jumped in there immediately and knew exactly how to cook human beings. Uh, That's very surprising
0: to me given everything you said previously on the podcast. What are you talking about? I did not say that. You're putting words in my mouth. Well, no, I think you're right.
2: I, I think yeah. Pete is hiding his cannibalism with his anti cannibalism mm. stance. Oh, mm.
0: fuck.
3: Both of you guys. Yeah, he's in the meat closet, is what's going on right
2: uh, now.
0: I, exactly. I, I would like to say that. Uh, <laughs> is, that yeah, is that an urban I,
3: dictionary? <laughs> yeah, but just just at that up right now. It's real good. There's a whole page I really like
0: really the moment where Sabrina was like, Hey, Anzaldo, would you have eaten me if I, you know, and she was like, Never. Uh, that was kind yeah. of a.
2: Fun moment. I did like yeah. that moment. Uh, I would reject, Zelda says she would reject the Dark Lord of save Sabrina, uh, which yeah. I thought was fun. Um, Luke and Ambrose are hanging out, uh, yeah. which seems like that relationship is moving forward uh, based I'm sorry. on Hilda's... I'm sorry
3: to interrupt. I just wanted to let you know that I did actually look up Meat closet on Urban Dictionary, and it means something very different than I thought it meant.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> what an education you're going through. Yeah, I'm learning uh, a lot this episode. Yeah, we get to see the spell paying off that Luke is hanging out with Ambrose. Yep. Uh, very intrigued by that
2: because we also do, there is a scene pushing the, the mystery of the dead rogue, witch uh, further down the line earlier in the episode where, uh, the mother is coming for some fine to pick up the ashes of her son. And, uh, she talks about the, the weird occult objects in his room. Ambrose is going to get his hands on him. So that storyline is progressing though quite slowly. Yeah. Um, we see at the end of the episode, the final moment, or the uh, Harvey and his brother going into the mine, having a fun day at work, uh, mining for who knows what. Oh, God. And Wait, then we
0: go ahead before we get into the end. I just wanted to say something that hit me in this episode that hasn't hit me before is like the reverse kind of religious, like the you know praise Satan that kind of stuff. Like it's it's super creepy to hear like religious things like in reverse, like when they were all in the church before they ate that nice lady who slit her throat, uh, like the also with you stuff, like it really was like they're at church, but it's just kind of like the reverse belief. It was, it really hit me this episode, how kind of, cre- uh, creepy and amazing it is. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's been going on for you guys at all, but
3: well, I think it's pretty interesting that you called Mildred a nice lady for slitting her throat, Again, it kind of emphasized to me that maybe you like the uh, fact Jesus that you died I just and you hate
0: her. I just meant that she was, uh, you know, she seems like a nice lady is all I Would you describe know, her I as think, a delicious lady? No, I would not. Tasty? Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs>
2: Sweet. Now that Stop I think about it, it, was, it makes, it makes sense why people call you eat le
0: what? Nobody <laughs> calls me that. What are you talking yeah,
2: about? That's that's been your nickname in the con- New York comedy community for years, Eat LePage.
0: <laughs> I think you're you're coming into the conversation and miss the P on the front of my name. There, that's what I think. Oh, I'm coming into the conversation. I missed the first letter. Yeah, because wow. you're late, so you're you miss it. That's a not a good excuse, Eat. <laughs> uh,
2: Let's get to the last moment. Uh, yeah. so the Kinkles are in the mine and Dorcas and Agatha, reeling from their orphan reveal, um, have some, uh, dolls that, uh, represent yeah, they, them. Yeah. And they
0: exclude Prudence. Like Prudence was like, Hey, I thought we were a team. And they were like, leave us alone. You've got it, dad. Yeah. Uh, well, and the, the Weird Sisters are still, they're pissed that, uh,
2: the Kinkles were revealed as the Von, Von Kunkles, uh, witch hunters. So they take rocks and the last moment is them smashing the Kinkle dolls, yeah. which uh, was so hard.
0: Yeah. Harvey's yeah, dead. Harvey's dead.
3: Yeah. Well, one thing that I will point out that happens towards the middle of the episode after uh, the whole conversation, revealing that he's witch hunter, that he comes from a family of witch hunters. Um, it certainly seems like Sabrina casts a spell over Harvey which I think is going to play in. Oh, yeah. She whisper
0: hugged him. She yeah, was yeah. hugging him and whispered something, which I thought was really weird that Harvey didn't hear that because it was pretty loud. Again, it he's a very simple bay. Spell.
3: He's a very simple bay. So, oh, yeah. My
0: God. I'm glad you got a new word. You don't have to fucking force it into every conversation. Okay. You know what, guys?
3: I, I'm going to put it back in my meat closet. Oh, no,
2: man. Please don't. Please don't yeah. keep saying that. Now that yeah. you no problem uh, we do
3: have uh i should mention before we finish up here we do have a tweet from somebody a uh, comment on the episode from our good friend on twitter ashy g says i just can't wait to hear pete's commentary on the cannibalism i think we got that uh is asking it. why sabrina's faith is more valid than her own was so powerful right. yeah uh finally yeah. uh what time did you guys wake up to record so early do your families ever get to see you your schedule must be packed um, to answer that question, we woke up at what time? Was it three AM? I think something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. We gotta work yeah. at night, like witches.
3: <laughs> yeah, and listen, we gotta we gotta pump out these podcasts, so we don't have time for families.
2: Exactly. Sorry, it's guys. too bad because I missed I missed um, my family's feast of feasts and a very tasty man.
0: Uh oh. but that she does bring up a good point, guys. And uh, you know, thank you for sacrificing your family time to do this.
3: Hey. It, it, that's I'd, nice, Pete. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Uh, and it's interesting that you said sacrificing and family as if you want to sacrifice <laughs> our families. So I'll just point that out. <laughs> E-LePage e- strikes again. <laughs> For this oh, episode okay. only, which, which reign supreme guys? Pete, kick it off. I think oh, I know who you're yeah. going to answer though.
0: Are you thinking Zelda? Cause that's exactly what I'm going to say. Uh, every episode we get more and more of how Zelda is a badass, but also more and more about how she cares about Sabrina, which I Mm -hmm. really love. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all Zelda.
3: We didn't talk about this moment earlier, but there's that really sweet moment where Sabrina asks her, if I had been picked, would you have eaten me? And she says, of course not. Which I think is, yeah, yeah, wonderful. I I literally
0: brought that up. Yeah, oh, I wasn't listening, I
3: was yeah. looking through Urban Dictionary I'm sorry yeah, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Having his
2: mind blown uh, Yeah, I thought that was a nice moment uh, my, my witch choice is Prudence This is a huge Prudence episode Oh, I think yeah. she, she really got rounded out As a character in this episode We get to see some of her tender side And uh, I think she's shaping up to be Rather than a villain uh, I think a more of a partner For Sabrina in the hmm. witch world
0: yeah, I hope we do get more of
2: that.
3: Yeah. Uh, I agree with both of those, but I'll, I'll just choose Dorcas. No no particular <laughs> reason. <laughs> just just like Dorcas. Good name, solid name, and uh, really like that Orford reaction. That was definitely my favorite shot in the entire episode. Yeah, well, so, that was fun. There you go. If you would like to support this show and other shows, we do patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater in New York City. Come on by. We'll
0: cast a spell on you. Pete, what else do you want to plug? (laughs) Uh, Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have in our live show. Follow us on Twitter at comic book live. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and more. Also,
3: our dedicated Riverdale and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Twitter account at Riverdale Dark. Um, and uh, we'll see you in the meat closet.
2: And what? for Simp- for Simple Bay, Madam Goldberg,
3: and Eat LePage, we're signing
1: out. <laughs> <laughs>